Foster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. President Biden speaking to a major labor group plays the blame game on inflation. People took cover as shots were fired during a chase outside of a police precinct in Brooklyn. Two teens under arrest. No official reason given for Tuesday's postponement of a hearing by the committee investigating the January 6th riot. Housing sales and prices slumping as mortgage rates spike ahead of today's expected rate hike announcement by the Fed chair. Republicans gain GOP representation in the U.S. House of Representatives following Tuesday's special election in Texas. President Biden, defiant and combative, pushing back on claims that his administration had some share of the blame with the nation at a 40-year high for inflation. Biden blaming outside forces, including the invasion of Ukraine by Russian President Vladimir Putin as being the main impetus of record high gas prices. Here's Biden speaking Tuesday to the AFL-CIO, America's largest federation of labor unions. Remember when our economy was like uh, what it looked like before we took office? 3,000 Americans are dying every day from COVID. 20 million Americans had lost their jobs on the last guy. In fact, so many Americans lost their jobs that my predecessor became just the second president in history to leave office with fewer jobs in America than when he took office. Biden also blamed reckless government spending and insisted his administration created greatest jobs recovery in history. Meanwhile, the White House has confirmed President Biden will travel to Israel, the West Bank and Saudi Arabia, July 13th to the 16th. Biden expected to meet with Saudi Arabian Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince, according to the CIA is responsible for ordering the brutal murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi in 2018, a finding the crown prince denies. Broad daylight yesterday afternoon, a shooting right outside of the NYPD's 81st precinct in Brooklyn, right near a school. People ducked for cover as two teens chased each another person, firing off shots at the intersection of Quincy and Ralph Avenues near the Junior Academy. Police ended up arresting Brooklyn teens Jermaine Jordan and Jeremiah Ford. Charges against them include attempted assault and burglary, criminal possession of a weapon, and unlawful possession of a weapon on school grounds. No injuries reported. You can take a look at our website, wabcradio.com, for a video the NYPD released on this story and more information. The January 6th committee investigating the U.S. Capitol riot postponed Wednesday's hearing without official explanation. Representative Joey Lofgren, the Democrat out of California, told reporters there were technical issues. Appearing on MSNBC's Morning Joe, Lofgren blamed a small video staff for not being able to put video exhibits together. She also criticized former President Donald Trump. I think we can see the plot unfolding here. Uh, He was uh, intentionally lying to his supporters and whipping them up uh, to uh, so-called stop the steal when in fact the real steal 
was then-President Trump trying to cling to power uh, despite be- having lost the election. Meanwhile, Trump lashed out at the committee in multiple posts to his Truth Social platform and in a 12-page rebuttal. He said the panel was participating in the cancel culture by refusing to entertain false conspiracy, conspiracy theories regarding 2020 election fraud. Following the announcement of the postponed hearing, Trump also said the rumored reason behind the rescheduling was a lack of public interest. Escalating mortgage rates are causing a slump in the housing market. This comes ahead of today's Federal Reserve announcement by Chair Jerome Powell. Investors are anticipating a 75 basis point Federal Reserve hike. This morning's average mortgage rate, 7.73%. That's for a 30-year fixed mortgage rate. One week ago, it stood at 5.55%. Erin Sykes is a chief economist for Nest Seekers International. She spoke to Yahoo News about these spikes. What we're dealing with now is a case of normalcy bias, where people were just so used to the hot housing market, they thought it would go on in perpetuity. And it's a rude awakening right now with the increase in rates, um, and it's shaking a lot of people up. Mortgage rates are slowing demand. Home sales have fallen for six straight months, according to the National Association of Realtors. Property prices have fallen by up to 20 percent across parts of the U.S. as buyers shun the market and Bidenflation and spiking interest rates factor in as well. Asking prices have dropped in more desirable neighborhoods by up to 400000 bucks, and in less desirable areas by about $115,000. A special election for a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives yields a Republican victory as the GOP works to regain control of Congress. It's unofficial, but Republican Mayra Flores becomes the first Mexican congresswoman unofficially defeating a Democratic candidate, Dan Sanchez, 51 to 43 percent for the 34th Congressional District. Flores spoke to CBS4 News in the Rio Grande Valley about the election. I see the, the potential in us. We have all the ingredients to be successful, and I just want to bring better jobs, better opportunities so our children don't have to leave South Texas for those opportunities. So why can't we have that here? And I just think that we're worth fighting for. Representative Feilman Bello resigned in March. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny today, our high 78 light winds to 11 miles per hour. Partly cloudy overnight, the low 66. And tomorrow, partly sunny, the high 74 with a 20% chance of showers. And right now, 70, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. A bill to bolster security for U.S. Supreme Court justices and their families passed the U.S. House of Representatives by a vote of 396 to 27 yesterday. It now heads to President Biden's desk for his signature. It was also okayed by the U.S. Senate last month. Crafted by Senators John Cornyn, a Republican out of Texas, and Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware, the Senate passed the measure last month. All 27 votes against the bill came from Democrats, including several prominent progressives. Attorney Alan Dershowitz spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis. Today, the terrible tragedy is that Supreme Court justices have to be protected like presidents because you get a guy like this character from California who wanted to assassinate uh, Kavanaugh in order possibly to change the vote uh, on Roe versus Wade. Imagine what would have happened, God forbid, if he had been assassinated, and then the vote would have changed. All but two Democrats from New Jersey voted against passage, arguing it should extend protection to federal judges as a whole. The passage follows an alleged plot by a California man to kill U.S. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. 
fueled by anger over the leaked draft opinion that the high court is set to overturn Roe v. Wade legalizing abortion. A former senior FBI official who oversaw the Bureau's politically sensitive investigations in 2016 into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server and Donald Trump's ties to Russia had extensive contacts with the news media in violation of FBI policy. A Justice Department watchdog report has found this report made public Monday identified this FBI official as Michael Steinbach, who served as the executive assistant director of the FBI's National Security Bureau. Then President Donald Trump famously spoke out on 60 Minutes in 2020 on the spying of him by the Clinton campaign. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's all over the place. Leslie, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. The heavily redacted 27-page report released to Politico under the Freedom of Information Act and dated July 2021 does not accuse Steinbeck of unauthorized disclosures to the media. However, Horowitz's office has expressed concerns that extensive unsupervised contacts between FBI officials and the media can lead to such leaks and make them harder to investigate. More shocking revelations from Hunter Biden's famous abandoned laptop. Hunter Biden recorded himself boasting that his father will adopt political positions at his command. The recording was located within a password-protected backup of his iPhone XS. He's going to talk about drug reform and any other things I want him to. He'll talk about um, anything that I want him to that he believes in. If I say this is important to me, then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his of his platform. Hunter Biden there, Constantinos Gus Dimitrelos, a cyber forensics expert commissioned by the Washington Examiner, located the password during his examination of the hard drive. In the recording, Hunter Biden bragged to his friend, British artist Philippa Horan, that he was better than anybody you know, as the pair discussed matters ranging from Joe Biden's presidential aspirations and other matters, including Hunter's addiction to cocaine. The conversation was taped at a house in Plum Island, Massachusetts. There's been yet another staff shakeup at the White House as President Biden's approval ratings are the lowest in the history of any other president. President Biden is now bringing on a rising Democratic star to help sell his agenda to an increasingly skeptical party base. Former Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms has been tapped to replace Cedric Richmond as a senior White House aide, Axios reported Tuesday. Bottoms stepped down from the Atlanta mayor's race back in May. In the same way that it was very clear to me almost five years ago that I should run for mayor of Atlanta, it is abundantly clear to me today that it is time to pass the baton on to someone else. Bottoms will serve as director of the White House Office of Public Engagement. She will be tasked with developing Biden's policies and selling them to the centrist and progressive wings of the Democratic Party ahead of the midterm primaries, according to the article. Richmond left the White House for the Democratic National Committee earlier this spring after using an expletive to describe Democratic representatives Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib. She called them idiots as well.
Dangerous flooding conditions, as you hear there, have forced the closure of Yellowstone National Park through at least today. Record flooding events have occurred and even more rain is forecast. Rainfall combined with rapid snowmelt have brought three months of precipitation in just three days, according to CNN weather calculations. Local communities out near Yellowstone also affected by this massive flooding. About 40 people were rescued by helicopter over the past two days in the town of Gardner near Yellowstone. Several cities north of Yellowstone's Montana's Park County are also experiencing extensive flooding, which has washed out bridges and roads. Russian troops control now about 80 percent of the fiercely contested eastern Ukrainian city of Severodonetsk. All three bridges leading out are now destroyed. Ukrainian authorities say they are still trying to evacuate the wounded, according to a regional official. About 12,000 people remain there from a pre-war population of 100,000 persons. More than 500 civilians are said to be sheltering in the city's Azot chemical plant. 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Ellick has sports. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. Yes, I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. All it took was a little two-RBI single off the bat of Isaiah Kainer-Falefa to hoist the Yankees to another win. They got behind a solid rebound start from Ace Garrett Cole to take the series opener against Tampa Bay by a score of two to nothing. Here was the big hit from IKF, courtesy of Michael K and the Yes Network. High drive, that's going to be a base hit. Stanton rounds third. They're going to wave him home. A Rosarena with the throw home. It's high over the head of Mejia, and here comes Torres. He scores. Two runs for the Yankees. They're up two nothing. Yes, that was a one-RBI single. The second one scored on the throwing area there. Cole got back to his usual self and shut down the division rival Rays, allowing just five hits over six scoreless innings of work and in the process improving his season record to 6-1 and one overall. Nasty Nestor Cortez will tow the rubber tonight in an attempt to get back on track himself as he's set to go up against Tampa left-hander Shane McClanahan. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Over in Queens, the Mets did their due diligence as well and took care of the uh, Brewers in their season opener last night. The or not series opener last night, excuse me. The right arm of Chris Bassett shoved eight strong innings of three-hit ball. Pete Alonso continued to put the team on his back with two more RBI on the night. Here was one of those knocks off the big bat of Polar Pete. Out of a scoring position for Alonso now has 58 RBIs, and he lines this one into center field, and he'll have 59. Marte around third and in to score. Alonso comes through again with his second RBI hit of the night, and it's 4-0 New York. That call courtesy of Gary Cohen and SNY. The Mets blank the Brew Crew by a score of 4 to nothing. They'll send Dave, uh, lefty, lefty David Peterson out on the bump tonight to battle Milwaukee's Corbin Burns in Game 2 of the series, set to get underway at 7.10 p.m. Also tonight, the Stanley Cup Finals gets underway at Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. The Colorado Avalanche will set off on a journey to, to hopefully... Uh, in their uh, in their eyes, unseat the Tampa Bay Lightning as two-time defending champions. Puck drop is set for 8 p.m. Eastern. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Well, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny today, high 78, light winds to 11 miles per hour. The overnight low 66. Partly sunny day tomorrow. The high 74, 20% chance of showers, though, right now. 70 degrees, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. And Frank Marano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street ahead of a major decision on interest rates from the Fed. At the closing bell, 
The Dow Jones Industrial lost 151 points. The S&P 500 dropped 14 points. And the Nasdaq rose 19 points. Daniel Jurgen, author and vice chairman of S&P Global, told Fox Business that the world should brace for a tough time this summer as it pertains to the price of oil and gasoline. He's in a crisis. The country's in a crisis. The people you have on are in a crisis. We should be solving it, not just trying to solve it with soundbite. Jurgen made the argument three days after President Biden blamed the war in Ukraine for rapidly escalating the price of oil and gas. According to AAA on Tuesday, the national average for a gallon of gasoline hit a fresh record and was sitting at 5.01. Many technology companies that expanded during the pandemic are now pulling back, laying off workers and retracting job offers as the U.S. economy slows. The cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase said it was cutting its workforce by 18% or about 1,100 people. Coinbase's cuts come one day after cryptocurrency company BlockFi, which had grown nearly sixfold in 2021, announced it was laying off about 250 people. Ford has notified dealers not to deliver the 2021 and 2022 Mustang Mach-E while it fixes a safety problem that could immobilize the vehicle or make it lose power during operation. Ford told Car and Driver in a statement that the problem involves the main contactor of the vehicle's battery, which could overheat and cause loss of power or failure to start. In the U.S., nearly 49,000 Mach-E crossovers are affected, and Ford says they'll fix the problem with an over-the-air software update. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Your futures now. The Dow's up 117 points at 30,472. The S&P 500 up 17 and a half. The Nasdaq's climb 65. Gold's up $11.90 an ounce at $1,825.40. Crude oil down a dollar to a barrel at $117.91. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A female former Rikers correction officer now has gone public about the horrific experiences she says she endured while working in the notorious facility. This woman has kept her name hidden for privacy reasons, but she said she worked at the jail for two years, which is home to more than 10,000 accused criminals awaiting trial. She spoke to Vice Out about conditions, including, she said, daily assaults on corrections officers and sex advances and other lewd acts by inmates and an alleged rape attempt of a female officer. Officers would be assaulted daily. It can range from a broken nose to a broken eye socket, broken bones, broken ribs. There's no limit to what these inmates would do to you. Most inmates at Rikers are violent offenders awaiting trial for things like murder, rape, domestic violence, burglary and robbery. Also, the jail plays home to gangs that are, she said, constantly trying to kill each other. The former Rikers CEO also said the system has definitely failed everybody involved. Why'd you do it? Do you have any remorse? Do you have anything to say? Well, the husband there charged with allegedly murdering his estranged wife and off-duty NYPD officer tried to blame a fellow transit officer who worked with his deceased wife for her death. Pisano's brother and defense lawyer suggested to reporters he was set off by an alleged extramarital affair as well. Now, investigators say Argenis de Jesus Baez Pisano claimed his ex-wife, his wife's now deceased fellow transit district number 32 officer told him to commit his wife's murder. 
He's charged in the stabbing death of his wife, 31-year-old Officer Ariana Reyes Gomez, inside her apartment on Grand Concourse early Monday. Neighbors told ABC7 they were shocked about what had occurred. I only heard, I only heard just that, like that, that they were just arguing. This was completely out of nowhere for me. You know, never expected that to pop up. Fellow transit officers packed the courtroom and spilled into the hallway to watch Pisano's arraignment. He is charged with murder, manslaughter, and weapons possession. Surveillance video shows Pisano, age 34, confronting Reyes Gomez in her doorway and struggling with her as he pushes his way inside, according to detectives. A new poll finds majority support for New York Governor Kathy Hochul as she seeks the Democratic nod heading into the June 28th primary. On the GOP side, the poll finds voters favor Congressman Lee Zeldin. An Emerson College Polling Institute poll picks 11. The Hill poll combination there finds Hochul with a 57% majority of support, followed by Tom Suozzi with 17% and Jamani Williams with 6%, 20% undecided. With undecided voters who are asked who they are leaning towards, Hochul's support increases to 63%. In the Republican primary for governor, Congressman Lee Selton holds a double-digit lead over his closest competitor with 34 percent. Rob Mastorino follows with 16 percent, trailed by Harry Wilson at 15 percent, and Andrew Giuliani at 13 percent. 22 percent are undecided. When undecided voters are asked who they are leaning towards and allocated, Zeldin's support increases to 40 percent. An apparent anti-Asian attack under investigation by the NYPD's hate crimes task force. The NYPD is asking for the public's help looking for a woman who pepper sprayed four other women in broad daylight in lower Manhattan. This person was being hella racist to us, telling us to go back to our country now, spraying us with pepper spray. Police say this happened June 11th around 6 p.m. at the intersection of 14th Street and 9th Avenue. The woman maced allegedly four female victims during an argument, and she allegedly made anti-Asian statements. Authorities say the attacker here described as approximately in her 50s, about 5 feet 3 tall, about 120 pounds, and cops say the victims refused medical attention at the scene. A summer fun turns tragic. More than a dozen children were hurt out on Long Island Tuesday morning after an inflatable slide collapsed during field day at the Wyandanch Town Park. Here's the mother of an injured child speaking to ABC7. When I seen that child go from the sky up, he fell to the gate. It was about, the bounce house was like five feet away from the bounce house, and that's where he landed. You heard him when he, when he hit his head. It was horrible. Fourteen children ages six and seven years old were on that slide at the time of the collapse. One of the kids suffered a broken leg, police say. Four other children were taken to a local hospital. Completed investigations into nursing home complaints has dropped to 51 percent during COVID-19, as thousands of families in New York were unable to visit loved ones due to the viral pandemic. Prior to COVID-19, case closures regarding complaints investigated by the New York State Department of Health was higher at 87 percent. These new figures uncovered in state documents obtained by a public records request. Vivian Zavis's mother passed away in a nursing home due to COVID. She spoke to USA Today. 
We found out that um, she was not able to breathe. She was having difficulty breathing. She was not able to talk on the phone. When we questioned the nursing home, they reassured her that she was fine, that there was no symptoms. We never were told about COVID, nor that she had become in contact with anyone with COVID. And uh, three weeks later, she passed away. And among the findings, a total of over 15,000 complaints were filed in 2018 and 19, or less than half of the total during the pandemic's first two years, over 35,000. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our high 78 light winds to 11 miles per hour. The overnight low, 66 tomorrow. Partly sunny, the high 74 with a 20% chance of showers. Right now, 70 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, he's not quite going home just yet. Sharon Osborne was joined by her daughter, Kelly, Monday, as they both supported Sharon's husband, Ozzy Osborne, ahead of a pivotal spinal surgery. The 69-year-old talk show host and her 37-year-old daughter spotted as they walked past an ambulance on their way to a hospital in L.A., and that's where the 73-year-old rocker was operated on and remains hospitalized. Sharon updated her on social media Tuesday with news that the Black Sabbath frontman was doing well and on the road to recovery following surgery. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.